Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it. How I met my BFF. Welcome back to another episode of How I Met My BFF. Well, hi, Tamara. Hey, Lisa. Sometimes I forget to say hi to you. How's it going? It's going awesome. And I know we've been a little MIA and, you know, besties, here's the thing. This is (laughs) Tamara and I have now been on three trips together while we're podcast hosts and have yet to actually record a podcast when we are physically together because we are just having so much fun um, being together. We don't want to like hit record, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, our latest adventure As you know, I live in Orange County, California. I trekked on out to Missoula, Montana to visit Tamara, and I surprised her, which was so fun. I was so excited. And uh, for her, for her, uh, a monumental birthday. I don't know if I'm allowed to say how old you are. Yes, you can say how old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we grew up together, so she's 50 now. Yes. So we're both 50. Yay. And it was I think this is the first time I've ever taken a flight to visit someone and they did not know that I was coming. So, I mean, you know me, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a planner. So that was super exciting and it was hard to lie to you and pretend that I wasn't coming. And it was even harder the day of your surprise party after I was there, the day after I was there, we had another surprise party planned and I had to lie all day long. And um, I think I should get an award. But you were definitely surprised, and I was so happy to to be with you for that. So that's my update. What you got, girl? Yeah, wow, amazing. I'm still kind of coming down from <laughs> last weekend. Uh, yeah, completely surprised. First of all, for you showing up, unbelievable, but very lucky and thankful and happy. And then also, I apologize for it being probably one of the coldest weeks we've had. Oh, so far. no, uh, crazy. So you came at just the right time. And then also, yes, the surprise party, which I just I had no idea. And I'm, I don't know, I feel like I have usually some pretty good intuition, but I had nothing on my radar. So thank you. That was super fun. You're welcome. I, I could have sworn there were several times where I'm like, she totally knows she is onto us. She and then I just must, I don't know thought on my feet. I will say your son is not the greatest liar in the whole wide world. I had to help him out a little bit with the lies. So good news is he's going to probably tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we have some exciting guests today. We have Corey and Kim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And we're, we're excited to be here. Yeah. Where are you calling in from? We are calling in from San Diego, California. Mm, and I so, love that you're together. It's, I know it's finally sunny. We've had like one sunny day. Oh my, it was snowed here yesterday, literally. And I've never, that's crazy. That's, I was speaking of, I'm sorry, Minnesota. Missoula. Oh, 
Montana. And like my bones, my bones are cold thinking about how, about your winter. And I was thinking about your 50th surprise party. Did you wear like something sleek and sexy? And then you have to like bundle in like, I don't know, layers. How do you go out in that? Yeah, Lisa. Um, okay. Well, here's what I did. I Same, same, Corey. Like our Kim, I'm like, okay, what should I pack? Well, no matter what, I'm going to be wearing a coat. So, so I brought these gold glittery, um, they're kind of like vans, but I got them at old Navy and I figured, okay, I'm just going to just sport that. I'm just going to, if I'm going to wear socks, I'm going to still like have some sparkle. Got so many compliments in Missoula, Montana on my sparkly uh, little vans. And then we were were at our surprise party and one of our other friends showed up who's amazing. And they had driven in from Idaho and she had this super cool, like muted, um, well, I think it's muted, whatever. It's probably just gold. It's not muted, whatever. Um, yeah, Mark's like, wow. My husband's like, holy smoke, I can see you coming. So she has this gold par- little parka, cute, cute little winter coat. And I'm like, oh my God, I love your coat. She's like, it's yours. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't mean it that way. But that I couldn't really say no because I really, really wanted it. So uh, gave it to me. <laughs> Yay, That's Kimberly. like the best party favor. <laughs> what? I said, that's the best party favor ever. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. So then I wore it the rest of the time. So we had, we had a lot of fun and a lot of serendipitous times. And we saw, I got to see some people that we went to Italy with in October, which was super cool, both planned and unplanned. And it was really, really fun. So. Very each other. I ask how you how long you've been friends. Well, 38 years, I think, is the something like this. Is that right? We met when we were 12. Whatever, whatever 50 minus 12 is. 30, <laughs> uh, 38? 170 years. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to hear about you guys. So Tell us, um, Corey, why don't you kick us off? How did you and Kim meet for the first time? So Kim and I met about eight to nine years ago. And I was moving into my new house and our houses have alleys in the back. And I was a teacher at the time. And my kids came in and they were like, our kid, the, some kids from our school are in the alley. And I knew these kids and I was like, those kids don't live in this neighborhood. Like you're making it up, whatever. So they're like, no, come and see Cody in the alley. So I finally went out there and he was like, Mrs. Whiteland, my mom's best friend lives just a couple houses down. And I was like, oh, fun. So my husband and I went over there and Kim was having like a get together ish from moving into her house that she had just moved into. And so my husband and I ended up staying and having way too much tequila and yeah, it like it got put on pause and it just was like, you said serendipitous. It was just serendipitous because Kim became my neighbor, my soul sister. Mm. You know, we had the kind of awesome relationship where you just like walk into each other's houses that like you see on sitcoms. And sometimes you were like, oh, you're here again. Yeah. But most of the time you're happy to see her. <laughs> My dogs would leave the garage and run to her house. 
true story. And we have um, kiddos. Her oldest and my oldest are the same age. And um, Kim has two. And then so her youngest and my youngest are about the same age. And then I have one in the middle. So the kids just, we just became one big happy family. And then they moved a couple years ago, but they still live in the same neighborhood. Okay. But not in that same alley. So So we're not sharing our our alley anymore, but we had to make an effort to cross over the bridge to see each other so far. I mean, it's not like like maybe a quarter of a mile. Yeah. It's pretty far. Pretty much. Pretty much. I had that with one of my other best friends where I lived next door to her for seven years and then we moved a quarter of a mile away so far away. And I totally get it. So far, like when you're used to just walking down the street in your pajamas, yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh, like, do I get in the car? Do I take a bike? Like, how do I get there? How fun! But we managed. We've, we've managed to figure it out and make it work. So, Kim, anything you want to add to, to the story of the meeting? The meeting, I mean, it was, uh, you know, when I think about our friendship, I mean, we truly are very, very different women. Right. And I think I just turned 50 this year and I was so excited to leave my 40s. I truly feel like I this is going to kickstart like the next half of my life. And I'm so excited. And the one thing I do not have anymore, nor have I had for quite some time, are women that hold me back Mm -hmm. or women that drag me down or women that make me feel insecure or women that don't have my best interests at heart or women that. I feel like everything I'm going to, that's going to come out of my mouth is going to be processed by these people. You know, I just, inauthenticity is not welcome in my space anymore in my life. And it took a long time to get there. I am also a very Jaffy Jewish girl from Long Island who is now a hippy dippy Jaffy Jewish girl living in Southern California. And And this this one, not so much. (laughs) I'm all hippy dippy. And I love, I love shocking her. Like I love saying very inappropriate things that make her wildly uncomfortable, like talking about sex and things like that. And because it it makes me laugh because I see how physically uncomfortable it makes her. Yeah. But we also, um, and, and I say that with so much utter love and respect for her, because I think that we've also both, we have big challenges in our lives. Like they're ours, but they're big. And it's, it's, we've gone through just a lot in the short period of time that we've been friends. And I don't know, having her as my, my go-to person, the person that I know I can really truly say anything to when, when I'm totally down and out, she's my person. Yep. And if we had never been playing in the alley that day, we never would have had tequila. We never would have been friends. I would have been like, I don't want to be friends with her. She'd be like, I didn't want to be friends with her. She'd be that like loud, obnoxious. <sighs> yeah. And you would like be like, what are you eating? What are you wearing? What is that lentils? Ah, <laughs> I don't want your celebration vegan loaf. No. That's so that, funny. I was going to ask. Um, Corey, when did you know that Kim was your best friend? What was what was the tipping point? That's a good question. I think the tipping point was when I realized that they were family and not friends, mm-hmm. which happened really quick. It did. So I we, think your kids just wanted to celebrate Hanukkah. I think my kids really <laughs> wanted to celebrate Hanukkah. 
And, oh, they loved going to Kim's house, especially my youngest, because mm. Kim let them watch TV. So that Couch was sugar big. foods. Yeah. So that was big. Wait. So my. You don't let the kids watch TV, Corey? We, well, now, I mean, like after COVID, there's no rules oh. anymore, right? Like, <laughs> like do whatever you want. Maybe so you know, crack, I'm, I just care. Ex- I'm like happy that I kept them alive for oh, yeah. two years. Oh, like seriously. really changed my perspective on the whole screens thing. But I used to be a little bit more restrictive when it yes. came to screens and TV. So my youngest was like three at the time and would like toddle down to Kim's house, <laughs> sit themselves down on the couch, turn on the TV and just be like, bring Food. me some ice cream. Right. Food. <laughs> All I need is a like, popsicle, a donut and a peanut butter jelly. Yeah. They want it. Yeah. And I would go over there and they'd be like, <laughs> I'm not leaving. So I think it was that, that I was comfortable with that. And then also, so we moved in in May. And by that holiday season, we were celebrating Thanksgiving together. We were celebrating mm. Hanukkah. We were celebrating Christmas. We were we were just like very entwined and it was so organic and natural. You know, it, it felt like, you know, I do have friends like you all and Kim does too that have been friends since middle school. And it felt like that, but it was just a couple months. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I think that's when I knew like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. And, and like Kim said, especially cause we're so different. We're like on paper, you would be like, they will never be friends, but in real life, it just really works. We let, you know, when people say, what's like your favorite quality about a spouse or whatever, uh, honestly, we make each other laugh every day. She's truly one of the funniest people with the driest wit. So, and I just appreciate it. So, yeah. And I think, you know, when you play off of somebody and you, yeah. I think we think we're way funny. <laughs> we like we're the funniest people you have ever met. And you know how you know, cause you can ask us. We'll tell you <laughs> that we are so funny. <laughs> we are literally the funniest people. I don't know if anybody else thinks that, but you know, we do like, we're hilarious. I see a reality show coming in your future. I mean, yeah. Well, we did. um, My family did move in with Kim for a while when we were redoing our house. And I I, loved it. That was, that was a time. Mm -hmm. That was a whole time. My middle one is like Kim, my middle one who's 14. They are like the same human. So she was like, she's my favorite. She's like, do I have to leave? Like, this is where I live. <laughs> and the rest of us were like, wow, this is different. But we loved it to death. And we got to watch reality TV, which we hadn't ever done. I only watch one kind of reality. I hate reality television. I only watch one kind. What kind? I don't know if we play. I do. I like little people shows. Little oh. people, big world. Um, you know, uh, what was that other one? The little... Of Dallas, the little ladies of LA. This was a whole new life for there are people too. Yeah. So and they have big complicated lives. (laughs) And they fight and they catcall and they throw drinks at each other and it's funny. Yeah. So we were like, oh, this is entertaining. So that was, I feel like that week could have 100% been a reality show. It's like, like wife swap, except we didn't swap. We like moved in. Uh And like my oldest daughter, who's like so reserved and quiet and was like, 
what is happening right now. Yeah, I can't wait for her to do bad things. Yeah, she needs to do bad things in college, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like you're right. We would make a really good reality show. Put that in the universe. What do you like manifest that? Putting all your energy out. Okay, yeah. Put it out there. Okay. Got it. Reality show. Check. What What about you, Kim? When did you know that Corey was a bestie for um, you? You know, when we moved out here nine years ago, I had just recently in the course of two years lost both of my parents. Mm. And so I had two small children. I was working through, you know, a lot, really. And um, when we moved out here and, you know, as I'm just trying to settle myself, we had learned that our younger one was diagnosed with autism, which we knew pretty much before we even moved from New York, but it was like, we're not going to get things started here. He's two years old. We got to get ourselves to California established and start fresh. And when I met Corey, she was a special ed teacher and I was the first, I was not afraid of autism. I wasn't ignoring autism. I wasn't, I was afraid uh, for my child and just the unknowing of so much information and, and, uh, and Corey just, it was just this immediate, I felt calm. I felt like I could do this. I could take this on. This is going to be a whole other extension of my life is to advocate for my child and to do anything I can. And she's been a sister, a mother, uh, an advocate. She, and she loves my children, you know, and for me, I don't have really any blood family left. And I'm at a point in my life where the people that are in my life are my, they're my family. And I feel like we've all come together in the middle of our lives and we're seeking these connections with one another because we're missing or we were whatever you're not missing. Maybe you're just needing mm-hmm. something. And so I was like, oh, family stuck with me. And I really like that though. Um, I was pretty much like, you will be my friend. Like you are my family. Like there's no getting rid of me. I am not, you know, you can't kick me off of your island. I show up and I will always show up. And, but you know what? I love her kids. I love her husband. I love sometimes the dogs. Weird. My dogs are amazing. She's just jealous because they're so awesome. But no, truly. And her parents, they've all been really incredibly welcoming Mm -hmm. to myself and my family, which has been, and I couldn't imagine. I mean, you know, and again, we live very different lives, really just, and we're both really, really busy, but we have now made it a point that this is important, what we're doing in our own lives and talking and communicating and becoming stronger and better and whatnot. We need to make time for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really cool thing that we've actually been doing more of is making time because it's self-care and self-love for us when we sit down and we connect and we talk about, you know, whether it's, you know, the big things that are, you know, um, on our minds or just the, you know, the minutia of your day. Right. And that's so true. And it does, it does take conscious effort, right? Especially because we do live so close. We joked that we live a quarter mile away now, but we do live so close. So it's easy to be like, oh, I'll hang out with Kim. We'll see each other. Mm -hmm. We literally run into each other at Target all the, like 
all the She's like, I hear her. I literally hear her in the store and I'm like, oh, Kim's here. Um, but so it's easy to just kind of be like, oh, we'll see each other in passing. Or so it, it has been pretty cool. I would say in the last like year or so, I don't even know. We didn't even like consciously decide. No, we, we just, just kind of were decide. like, okay, we need each other. I think coming out of the pandemic, like Kim said, she's going through a lot of stuff in her life. My family's going through some stuff. And I think we just kind of naturally were like, okay, we need, we need physical time together. And we'll just sit at her counter and work, like not even talk. She'll make us some lunch. And I think that that's been so healing and also so supportive and loving for the two of us that we just know like, okay, someone's gotcha. Right. And like, I I can call Kim for anything and everything. And literally she stops by my house. Even if I don't want you to, you're still there. Which always makes me smile. Like a rash. <laughs> like, hey, I'm outside. I know you're there. And it just, it makes me happy every time. And, they, and it makes me feel so special. And I'm not very good at dropping by. She's not very good at, you know, I think that a lot of the times feelings and talking about things have not come very naturally to her. So I think that um, when I, and I am very much the opposite way, not to everybody, but I'm okay talking about hard things and talking about my feelings and being vulnerable to people that I, that I trust. So when I try and pull, you know, we both, we know each other's darkest sides. We know what not to push. We know when to push, right? I mean, for sure. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and so I, so beautiful. Go ahead, Corey. I was just saying, so I, I, the exact same thing you said, I think that's really special because I don't think that comes around all the time. Yeah. I think that's when, you know, it's like, oh, this person is just someone I can be who I am with and they accept me and, and the differences and appreciating. That's what I'm hearing from the two of you too. It's like, we can, we are different, but that's okay. We still have fun. We still find the the commonality of the, like the core values are the same, but just how you live it is different at times. Yes. It's a really good way to put it. The core values are the same. Yes. Yes. And, and I think the way we show up in the world is the same, right? I think we're both, I don't talk about my feelings very much, but I'm a very feeling person. And I, I think we both lead with like, like, like our hearts are on our sleeve. Mm -hmm. We're both like very like, like when things are going on in the world that are hard, it really affects us. And we're activists and we're out loud, uh, out loud and fiercely, fiercely um, protective of our children and what our children are going through. And, you know, like she talked about her kiddo, like that, that journey, I do feel like it's been all of our journey. Like yeah. we're, we're all on it together. And I have, my youngest is, um, gender diverse and that's been a whole journey. And Kim's been on that journey with me and, um, being able to fiercely protect our kids in that way. So even though we have a lot of differences in the way we might show the way we might show it, I do think you're right that, that, that thread and that core of us is so, so, so similar for sure. And what we want for the world, like we're, and then that's like kind of cheesy, but we're both we're both so heartbroken with so much that's going on in our world right now and just want to see things be different for our kids. Yeah. What, however that looks, however we can do that in our small little slice of, of the planet. Yeah. And I think you were, I 
you said earlier something about connection about and I connection. think even and I think like even right now the chat GPT whatever it's called, you know what it is you know what I'm talking about yeah. that thing mm-hmm. is becoming super it's it's the next like major disruption in how we've lived our lives and and it's going to completely shift kids you know they're going to always know that this was there where we're like learning it and I'm I was been thinking about that lately and I'm like you know what you can't replace at least yet, is that human connection, you know, and that mm-hmm. um, unexplainable feeling that you have when you're with someone that you enjoy being with and the, the exchange of energy, the exchange of ideas and the, ex- the shared experiences, whether it's hard times, fun times, or anywhere in between, um, having that person or persons there for you, uh, to me, is that's why we're here. Like, that's it. Like, you can't take it with you when you leave, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't take any of this stuff with you when you die. <laughs> so what do you want? Don't you feel that we've been lacking human connection for, I mean, it, I'm sure long before COVID hit us, we were definitely lacking human connection, but I feel like that took it it brought it outside of so many of our minds, right? And now here we are post-COVID world. And I don't know about you, but I feel like it's a society of morons who do not know how to touch and feel and communicate and be in each other's space. And I feel like, yes, we're leaving it to the next generation to try and get us out of whatever mess we're in. But I feel like it's our generation that is responsible and women in particular, um, to heal the connect, the, the connection mm-hmm. to remind people what it means to actually be present in space with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was our intention initially, but when we started the show, but we, we went to our, our 30th high school reunion back in 2021 and people kept saying like, oh my gosh, you guys are such, have such a great friendship. You're still, still together. And we're so, uh, I don't know, envious, jealous, like, oh, what we, I wish I had that kind of a, kind of a thing. And it, it really prompted me. I'm like, gosh, I wish everyone had that. I don't know what I would do without Tamara. I mean, it's just not yeah, like such, I can't even imagine and wrap my head around what my life would be like if I didn't have tomato in my life. So <laughs> love that. Since we were friends <laughs> since we were 12, we have these little like we are lettuce and tomato. So tomato. Because her nickname was tomato. So then of course it's gonna be lettuce. Um well, so you guys are together right now. Usually we'll ask our guests, like, well, if you were together right now, what would you do after the show? But you are together right now. So what are you gonna do after the show? We are opening a bottle of wine. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been a week. It's Friday here while we record this. Don't so even need a reason. We are going to open a bottle of wine. Yes. Set it. Wait, I mean, which is like, I pretend like, oh, we can do it because it's Friday, but we really do that a lot. <laughs> like, even if it's not Friday. So now it's a good excuse. But we pat ourselves on the back. You know, we're busy, hardworking, multitasking women. So whether it's a drink every night or just Fridays, that's okay too. Whatever. And we're going to just. Well, before we have to go and do parenting things. Good for you. That's so, yeah, Tamara and I just did that 
a couple of times. I mean, <laughs> once or twice we had a glass of wine. <laughs> once or twice. I think I had one glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a one glass bottle. I don't know. I, I it was something. It was one. It was let one. Me, let me get Matt to come and pick you up. You'll pick up your car tomorrow. What are you doing? We have no I idea what you're that. talking about. Never, never have so I one ever. Real quick story. Once we were drinking over here on an afternoon that turned into an evening. And I had to have my daughter come pick me up on her e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, she's like, Matt, I mean. Oh, my God. Just you know, kill yourself. <laughs> I love that. me a helmet. We were very safe. That's she great. Very, very nice. Yeah. I like that. That's so funny. Well, I'm so, so glad to get to meet both of you. And uh, yes, I'm. You, most of the time when we interview, people are not together. So I'm excited for you guys afterwards to have some fun together. Hey, Definitely. Anna. Thank you. It was so awesome to chat with you. We're so appreciative of you having us and letting I us felt like I over talked a lot. You did not over talk. No. <laughs> no, we're just really good listeners. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, thank you. And I'm so glad that you met in a in an alley somewhere along the way in San Diego. Over to conversation. <laughs> you never know when you're going to meet your next BFF. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, too. Bye. Hey, Bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool Bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.